Hello and welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. We are here. We are starting a new year. Happy New Year from all of us here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. And happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you choose to celebrate. Uh, Mike, we have so much to go over. The biggest news coming out of this past week. The Final Four happened. Clemson, Ohio State was everything we thought it would be and more. LSU, Oklahoma was exactly what we thought it would be and less because it was an absolute dumpster fire for the Oklahoma Standards. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk our end-of-the-year awards. The first time here on the show we are going to do end-of-the-year awards. We're going, to, we're going to name our favorite wrestler of the year. We're going to name our favorite match of the year. We're going to name our favorite athlete of the year for any sport, right, and our favorite game of any sport. This year. That's right. Oh. And biggest moment. Let's go those five. Okay. We're going to go those cool. five. So I'll give you some time to, to marinate on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm marinating, I should see. In my nice per- flannel. Per- per- percolating. Yeah, you're looking good. He's got an updated style. I mean, my style had nothing wrong with it, so it's yeah. it's the same as usual going into 2020. But we'll be, we'll be there, and we're rocking it full, full all the way. Let's jump right into it, though, Mike. We've got the two games we talked about a couple weeks ago. We were so excited for him. We finally got to watch him. Let's talk first about the first game, LSU-Oklahoma. An absolute dogfight. To the end of the game. Until the end of the first not six minutes? Because it actually wasn't even close to the first quarter. Um, LSU wins big. What was the final score? 56-28? Yeah. 56-28. So they win big. Joe Burrow throws seven touchdowns in the first half. He accounts for 80, rushes one for the second half just because he wanted to. Um, Oklahoma really never could get out of the gate. Literally, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, Mike, where you said Oklahoma would be better off getting the ball first Mm -hmm. and trying to go down the field and score, and then at least you always have that seven-point buffer necessarily. First play, sack. Second play, loss of one. Third play, incomplete pass. And then LSU goes, and then you have a shanked punt, and Mm -hmm. then LSU goes on the field in three plays and scores, and it's like, well... Yeah, that, that's it's over pretty much after that. And then the, you know, I will give Oklahoma kind of the game a little bit of hope. You know, the big fifty yard bomb. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this is maybe it's just you know some slow start. And then LSU proceeded to then take them to Poundtown, and it yep. was pretty much over after the first quarter. I think it was what twenty eight to seven after the first quarter. It was twenty one to seven, but they were in the red zone. Right, they were in the red zone. Right, right. so it was oh, twenty eight seven about with well, a minute into the second quarter, and I think we all kind of knew at that point. This game's pretty much done. I know Oklahoma went in a little banged up, especially in their secondary. They had a couple guys that went out. Um, but once again, this is now the third year in a row. I want to talk about Oklahoma before we talk about LSU because we're going to be talking about them, obviously, a lot coming in the next couple weeks. But Oklahoma's now third loss in the Final Four, right? Um, and yet it doesn't seem like anybody's freaking out. Doesn't seem like anybody's like it's kind of like okay, like everyone's still talking about Lincoln Riley going to the pros or not talking about. But does this is this going to start to wear on people at some point? Does this hurt Oklahoma's chances at all next year? Say if okay in in a similar situation that we had this year to where okay they're kind of like the de facto four, but say Alabama had a more statement win mm-hmm. at some point during the year, right? And they only had the one loss, right? Say they beat Auburn, they lost LSU, but say they had they played somebody else during that year where they have a statement win, quote unquote. Do you think that if if I if you're the committee, you would be more willing to take a Bama team without an SEC championship over another Oklahoma team, knowing that they've gotten blown out two out of the three years? Well, it's actually four years. Or four years. I'm sorry. Four years. Yeah, you're right. And you're 0-4. Yeah. We're just going to put that out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, because 
again, when you talk about going into the Final Four, mm-hmm. I talk about, I, I look at the conference championship meaning, yeah. like, almost everything. Like, yeah. I think they should almost make the criteria for it. Like, if you, you don't win, win it, yeah, right. then you're not eligible at all. Like, right. I feel like that's, like, because you have to make that game so important. Right. So I think that even though Alabama's like, oh, we only lost to LSU, who won the SEC championship, say, hypothetically next right. year, if Oklahoma goes 11-1 or 12-0 and and they win their Big 12 championship, yeah, th- you, you still almost cannot put them in. Yeah. However, if they're not the best team, there's still other conferences that should be able to put Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, in. right? Usually, but, we're, we're going based off of the fact that usually... As long as Clemson, who's is Clemson, they'll they'll be in right. Yeah. The ACC, you got a Big Ten champion usually. You have the SEC, and you've got you know you've probably got the Big Twelve. We have yet to see a Pac Ten team get in. The, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, besides Oregon, we have Oregon, Washington, right? But like we ago. haven't we haven't seen the last couple last yeah. couple years where it's like okay, you really need to do something special in yeah. those conferences to really get there. Um, plus, Oklahoma is such a you know like a, a brand name at this yeah. point. But does this does this factor at all the fact that it's like these games have I mean, outside of the one duel with Georgia where mm-hmm. Baker was there, these games haven't even been close. Yeah, like it's not even been remotely a football game. Like last year against Bama, it wasn't close. Yeah, like it was like that game was over in the first half. Right, this game was it was oh my gosh, just turn it off. Like there's a mercy rule should have been in effect halfway through yeah. the second quarter. Like no doubt, right. So, at any point in time, does this start to get to a situation where if it, does this start to hurt Oklahoma the more times they go into this thing and just get destroyed? Um, I would say no because I don't look at like mm-hmm. last year's performance going into the next year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not in the big believer of like, yeah. oh, let's get momentum at the end of this year to ride into next year. It's too much change. Like there's too, too much, much change, yeah. especially in college football and the pros. Right. I can believe that slight bit. Yeah, you got you got a five year like you yeah you know you have always you have thirty percent change in roster, but your star players yeah are your star players are always there normally. Right. In right. college football, you know you're gonna lose Jalen Hurts, you're gonna lose C D Lamb, you're gonna right. lose these big name guys right. who next year you got to fill the role for. Hell, you can lose your coach possibly. Yeah. So with all of that, I just don't think like these losses are like oh. We can't trust you guys, right. so we're just gonna try our best to get somebody else in, <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Like maybe right. we should give Oregon a shot next year, but they won't have Herbert and this guy, yeah. so you don't know if they're gonna be the same mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. So I think it's just you have to look at it year by year, yeah, and not right like, for sure. For history. sure, I know just a lot of people have been saying online. You see where it's just like, well, what the what the hell was the point? Now I don't think anybody gave a lot of people Oklahoma a shot. Yeah. Right? I thought it would be a closer game. I thought yeah. the offense would have been there. A little bit more. Clearly, that we were all wrong on yeah. that. Uh, but maybe LSU is that good. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about the number one team in the country. Let's talk about the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, LSU came out, did exactly what they were expected to do, right? They came out, they, they shut them down defensively, especially early, and then they basically just blew the doors right off them. Anything Joe Burrow did, it felt like, was going to go for a score. Yeah. Uh, they, they had a backup running back in. It felt like every time he rushed the ball, he was averaging six yards a carry. It, it was it was a perfect storm for LSU yesterday or Saturday, and now what are we seeing is I mean is is anything can can they be stopped is, is this the team where everyone's just going well just give them the trophy now, um no they can be stopped because I don't think their defense even though they were stopping Oklahoma mm-hmm. I still don't think they're like the most unstoppable defense mm-hmm. and I think that's your little weakness that yeah, they have for there sure, for sure um but their offense is something Phenomenal. extraordinary right. And but I think you also have to attest that maybe is it because Oklahoma's defense is a hundredth in the country, right, and not a hundred and twentieth in the country like it usually is, but right. they're still playing one of the worst. 
defenses in the country right. that you could just throw all over them? Mm-hmm. Or is it that they're legitimately that good? I right. guess that's when you'll find out against Clemson if we were wrong or right. Yeah. Against, for sure. Against for the top sure. defense Absolutely. There. No, and it's just something to think about. Obviously, you have so many weapons. I mean, they're really four deep at wide receiver, right? That is Moss yeah. at tight end. He's pretty damn good. He might as well be a wide receiver, honestly. Um, I mean, you've got at least two running backs now that you have. You have Burrow. You have that offensive line that's clicking really on all cylinders right now. There really wasn't much where he was really in trouble at any point no. in time for the most part. Everything they did seemed to kind of just work mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Um, is this one of those cases, though? Is this like... Is this LSU's, like, one year? Like, because Burrow's obviously going to go to the draft, right? Yeah. He's probably going to be the number one pick, yada, yada, yada. Um, is there is there a reason? Is this kind of like one of those things where I think even LSU is like, okay, we got to we gotta put all the eggs in the basket this year where everything, we got to go balls to the wall, every play, everything we have because we don't know if we're going to be here next year? Uh, yes, because Burrow's so transcendent and yeah. he's leaving that I don't think, I don't know if that guy behind him is going to yeah. be like that. Mm-hmm. So you really, like, this is like your year the to year. shine. Right. Uh, so, yes, I yeah, do 100%. Because I mean, I'm noticing, too, right, because you see, you know, some of these guys you have, I mean, all their draft stock, any guy that's a junior right now, their draft stock is already tenfold higher because mm-hmm. of their dominance over, you know, they beat Georgia up pretty good. I mean, that yeah. game really wasn't a game either. You know, you, you destroy Oklahoma, you're going to go against a good Clemson team. So if you win the national championship, everybody's draft stock is at its peak, yeah. you know what I mean, until actual draft season starts. So just something to kind of keep an eye on. Let's talk I will, now. Wait, I will say one yeah. thing, though. It did look like how we always say about Michigan beating down on weaker teams. Yeah. I don't know because when you watch that game, they were just running deep routes. Oh, yeah. And just oh, yeah. beating them one-on-one oh, yeah, deep every sure. single time. Yeah. But I don't know if that means they're just so much better yeah. than everybody else mm-hmm. or is like is it just, just a weaker have, comp, like right. a weaker competition. We're going to see. Which is where Clemson is going to come in. Weeks. Right. So let's talk about Clemson-Ohio State, right? It was everything we wanted it to be, one of the best college football games, I think, in the past five, ten years. Um, it was, uh, it was close. there. It was there. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, there was a lot to it. The story was there, right? Two undefeated teams. You got a 28 no team. You got a 19 no team. You've got two young, you know, phenom type quarterbacks. Everyone's raving about two good run games. You got receivers all over the place Two of the top defenses in the country. Everything you could possibly want in this game you had, right? Yeah. Clemson gets the victory because Ohio State doesn't know how to run routes clearly because one guy's running this way, quarterback's throwing this way, and that's all she wrote for Ohio State. Uh, I want to talk about Ohio State first, though. Uh, this, they go up 16 nothing early, right? Can't get into the end zone. Obviously, that is kind of the, the mark on this game if you have one thing. Um but there was also some calls, though, in this game that I think as Ohio State fans are going to clamor and say, yeah, but if this goes this way, uh, more, you know, highlighting one thing in particular, the fumble, yeah. right? The catch fumble that wasn't to be that they were scooped and scored for a touchdown. A, do you think that was a catch and then you think that should have been there? And two, um, do you think that Ohio State kind of got the short end of the stick a little bit? Because let's be fair, every team, in every game, one team always kind of goes, well, we got something, yeah. right? It's 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 inevitable, right? There's only so much you can do. Officiating has never been worse, I think, throughout all of football, let's be honest. But with that being said, um, do you think that, you know, Ohio State kind of got the you know the short end of the stick in mm-hmm. this game? I know Ryan Day kind of alluded to it in his postgame uh, with Tom Rinaldi. He was kind of like, we're not going to get into that right now, which I thought was a little, yeah. little classless, honestly, in my opinion. Like, take the loss. You can talk about that after yeah. the game 
Um, but just your thoughts on, on the officiating of the game, specifically the catch-fumble that wasn't to be. Yeah, well, to answer that question, I yeah. do think it was a catch-fumble. absolutely. And yeah. when they overturned it, I was quite shocked. Woo. However, I will say, like I always say, though, yeah. that if people are like, that's the one call, like we lost because of that call, you right. didn't lose because of that call. Right. You lost everything because of the fourth quarter and how you game-managed right. kicking field goals and getting touchdowns. Mm-hmm in the early part of the game, and then not being able to execute late in the game, unlike how Trevor Lawrence was able to execute late in the game. Right. So those are the reasons why you lost. Right. That call just didn't help you at all. Right, and I think there's a couple things. I think there's a very distinct play for me, not the interception at the end of the game, that I thought, I think they're trying to, they're almost trying not to lose this game. They were up at this point. Um, oh, no, no, they weren't up. It was their second, to, it was right before they scored the touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. So it was right before that, that, they run a bubble screen on like third and two, third mm-hmm. and four, right? When all they've been doing all game long is killing Clemson in the secondary with these comeback routes, with the quick, you know what I mean, with the yeah. quick throws. They've been killing them one on one, and they run a bubble screen. And I'm like, at that point, I went, they overthought it. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was that distinctive play for me where I went, if if Clemson escapes this game, mm-hmm. you can look back and kind of call like that and go. You overthought yourself mm-hmm. and thought, let's get a little too tricky with it mm-hmm. and go score. Like, I thought Clemson in the first half of that football game got outcoached. Yeah. I think Ohio State had a great plan. I think Ohio State took the tempo. I think they took the physicality. I thought J.K. Dobbins was a monster, obviously. Um, but I, th- I thought that Clemson was doing the same thing that I think Ohio State kind of fell into. Once Ohio State got knocked out of rhythm and that targeting call happened, which, do we both agree that that was a targeting uh, yes. However, going back to watch it, I yeah. do think it's a tougher call. Yeah. Because he does dip his head really far down. Yeah. Like if he stands straight up, mm-hmm. he hits him in the shoulder. Right. And when he dips his head, it's right. helmet to helmet. But right. also, it is. If he can't... leads, but the problem with I have is that if you lead with the head, that's yeah. that's my problem that I have. Where if he tried to make an adjustment or if he tried to go or whatever, yeah. right? Even if it led with the face mask. I would have been more okay with the hit. It's the fact that he went and he dipped his head. For me, that's where I went, I don't care where he hits him at that point, yeah. you're gone. Like, that's just, I don't like the targeting call or, like, the whole construct of yeah. the rule. I think it's annoying, honestly, yeah. because I think it impacts too many big games. However, if we're going to go by the interpretation of the rule, sorry about your luck, it, it is what it yeah. is. I do think, though, like, he dipped his head to hit him in the shoulder or, like, right. stomach area. Right. And then Trevor went, shit, and then, like, went yeah. down right. yeah, and then course. hit him in the head, right. which yeah. kind of sucks for him. But whatever, with, with that being said, though, yeah. that's that's another thing, though, where right. he comes, he gets targeting, he goes out of the game, and then right. you go score 14. All you have to do is stop him one of those times, right. and it's not as bad. Right. Like, there's so many points. Right, for sure, for sure. And we've talked about this at nauseum, right? I, but the I think the biggest factor you know, that you can kind of point to in this game specifically is the fact that you did have the ball in your hands at the end of the game to win it. It's not like you were on defense, they had the ball, you're trying to get a stop, and then there's a call that kind of goes that's flaky that kind of then screws you out of even having a chance yeah. to get the ball back. You had the ball, you were driving. I mean, you went right down the field three plays. I mean, yeah. everyone forgets Cabra, the best player on the field, J.K. Dobbins, for whatever reason. I don't understand. And then... You know, you have that miscommunication after a timeout, nonetheless, too, where you go, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of one of those things where you just go, oh, and uh, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like one of those situations where you're like, man, if you could just get out of your own way. And two, 
I mean, you're up 16 nothing. The fact that you blow that lead, right, that's tough. That's yeah. really, really tough to, to kind of, you know, to kind of take. Now let's talk the other side of this, though. Clemson, you know, they come back from 16. They get the win. Trevor Lawrence has that phenomenal 65-yard run in the first half. He goes and leads them down the field. Uh, with the kind of the Tebow type play, the jump and throw kind of thing that, that he was, had to go, that was intense. Um, that hell of a game for him. I think it builds on Trevor Lawrence's legacy. But I want to talk about: Do you think that this game will make Clemson stronger going into the national championship, or do you think that LSU is now licking their chest? Because let's be fair, Clemson's defense did not play well. Yeah, they did not play well in this game. If we're being honest, I mean. Ohio State shot themselves in the foot a couple times here. I mean, so the last play withstanding, right? Yeah. I mean, that's if that if he throws it the other way and he doesn't slip, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Like it's not even like it's not even arguable. Are you concerned as being a Clemson guy, right? Are you concerned at all that LSU is just gonna go in there with a buzzsaw of an offense and go, we're just gonna tear you up? I mean, there's always that concern. Yeah. However, I do think that Ohio State beat the crap out of you on the ground, oh, which yeah. is something I don't think LSU will do. Yeah. I think LSU is going to try to beat you in the air, yeah. and that's something that Clemson didn't really let them do yeah. for the most part. Um, I mean, um, he threw for 42 times. Oh, yeah, I know for he completed, sure. like, 18 passes. Right, absolutely. Like, yeah, through no the doubt. air, no doubt. Uh, right. Fields was not... As, best, effect, as yeah. effective as he normally is. For, yeah, for so sure. it was just all the ground game. Like, J.K. Dobbins goes, does go off for those two 80-plus yard runs. Yeah. They don't get those two scores. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how they go up or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think you can look at that and go, there is that weakness in this in, in the defense area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you go, but when Joe Burrow throws for eight touchdowns, maybe he's not throwing for eight touchdowns this time. Right. Because that secondary actually isn't as bad as people think it is. Right, right. So I don't think there's... A glaring weakness yeah. in there, like people for do sure. think there for is. Sure. Are you concerned at all with the slow start that Clemson? This is the first game Clemson's really played all year. Let's be fair, right? Yeah. The ACC is garbage. Um, this is the first game they came out super slow, right? I the first drive they missed the field goal. Okay, whatever, right? Yeah. They match Ohio State's three, but after that, that entire first half up until the middle of the second quarter was a complete disaster offensively. Couldn't get out of the blocks. Trying too many, like, behind the... It looked yeah. like a Jen Bob Cooter offense is yeah. really what it looked like, honestly. You know what I mean? Quick throws that weren't there. You know, you're trying to run inside zones that aren't there. You're trying to do these read options. And everyone, you're just getting get, you're getting swallowed up early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you concerned at all with the fact that, you know, they started out so slow out of the block and you can't do that against an LSU team? Or because they kind of went, oh, hey, remember, we're Clemson. We have a really good quarterback. Let's throw the freaking ball. Yeah. Are you more like okay? We can. You're you're more worried about the second half than you are the first half. See, I look at this game. This game reminds me so much of a Patriot style game. Oh my gosh! Where yeah, they just come out the blocks like against Kansas City or something, and, they and they're just terrible. so dead and they're yeah. so slow. And you're like, this is probably the end of it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, somewhere in the game, they just go. No matter what, we're gonna find a way to right. win. Whether right. it's run with Trevor Lawrence, whether it's pass to our fourth string receiver because everyone else is getting hurt whether it's just run the ball up the middle every right. single time right. like they did so much and they're just we're just going to find a way to survive mm-hmm. and i think against lsu that's what they're going to have to do is they're just right. going to have to survive yeah. it's not clemson's not the better team right by any means no. any stretch of the imagination no. they're not the better team no. but they can i think they can survive mm-hmm. and with trevor lawrence there i think you're good enough 
to just get one more point. Right. Get yeah. One, Make that one, one more drive. play. One more play. One yeah. more play big enough for that. For yeah. sure. One more thing here. I don't want to get your prediction on the national championship ah, yet geez. because I want to wait for that. We're going to make people marinate on what we're talking okay. about. Tell us how wrong we are, and then we're going to come back and tell why we're right. And then we're sure. also going to talk about, you know, because I want to talk about this matchup individually, right? I think it deserves yeah. that, this kind of matchup. I do want to ask you one quick thing, though, before oh, okay. we go to break, though. Um, back on Ohio State, and I want to ask you about Chase Young real fast, okay? okay? Let's just say, for instance, right, my dreams come true, Lions lose today on Sunday, and Washington somehow beats the in flames Dallas Cowboys, right? Sure. Eagles win the division. Fair. And the Lions go to second overall. Yeah. Chase Young, for a good majority of the last two games, has been, actually, I'm going to say the last three games, because against games. Michigan, has been a non-factor. Now, granted, he was obviously he's being called out, right? Double team, triple teams, yeah. whatever has to happen, right? But with that being said, he's quote unquote the best prospect outside of Joe Burrow, who's probably gonna go number one in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, are you concerned at all if you are a Lions fan that Chase Young may not be Mac Daddy of them all? I've I've been concerned almost all year yeah. about this very thing. Yeah. Because as the Lions started tanking, right. and you can kind of see you can the see path it clearly. You you see the path opening up of oh we're gonna we're going for Chase, Chase Young. Young, right? And then you so then now you have to dive deeper into who Chase Young is. Right. And when you watch that game yesterday, there were plays and Kyle was with us. Yeah. And he's not here today, right. but he was with us and he goes, "Is Chase Young even on the field right now?" Right. And like we have right. to look right. and be where like, is yeah, he? where is he? Right. And that's not good when you're a defensive guy yeah. who's up there for the Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. Up there, he was a top four candidate, yep, and he is nowhere to be yep. found. Yep. I think that is very scary if you're a Lions fan yeah. because me watching, I think he was even taken out of certain oh, yeah. third down, third and medium where he should be pass rushing. I don't yeah. Certain pass plays, right. he's just taken out of the game completely. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's hurt a little bit, which mm-hmm. would be scary, or if it's just he's not effective enough, right. so they put someone else in there. Right. And all of that scares me a lot. Right. So I would be very worried yeah. as right. a Lions fan Absolutely. going to number two. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, granted, it's going to take a lot for the Lions to get there. I'm, you know I mean? It is yeah. what it is. I but... mean, hypothetically, even number three, you still have a chance at drafting him. Oh, yeah, him. for sure. Right. There's obviously moves that can be made and done, whatever else like that. But it's just... Something for us to think about, right? It's the, it's the same thing we do a lot, you know, in pre-draft process where we kind of go, okay, what's wrong with him, right? What's yeah. what's wrong with this guy or this guy or this guy, right? There's always those games where you go, where were you? Yeah. Where were you in this situation? Like if Joe Burrow comes out and throws four picks, you know, in the national championship, you know, do you as a Cincinnati fan begin to worry? Maybe. Depends Maybe. on those yeah. things kind of happen. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things. If Trevor Lawrence falls off a cliff next year, right, maybe he's not the number one pick. Say yeah. they win the next year. Okay, maybe he's not. There's, yeah. there's a lot of factors there. But and I will say, when you look at the Lions' defense, yeah. if this is how they're going to run their scheme on defense, yeah. I would be extremely worried because if you're only going to blitz three guys right. and Chase Young's one of the three, you, that need, means, you need him to be effective. That means you're getting he's getting a double team right. and Every he's time. not getting through the double team because right. obviously against college guys, he can't get through the double team. Right, at What's least on a consistent basis. Yeah. Right, that's the thing, right? You're supposed to be a game-changer guy. Like I said, I think we said it earlier on, I think Michigan kind of provided the blueprint on how to stop him yeah. a little bit, right? They really put a key emphasis in he is not going to ruin our game. I think everybody just went, yep, 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 yep. yep. So very interesting to watch. Um, I still think he's going to be a top two or three pick, but 
be very interesting. I'm really excited for draft talk. Can't wait for draft talk. You can tell I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> are these going to be shorter Merckstone draft corners? Oh no, we're still, we're, no, we're, no we're still going to go. We're still going to go through like we always do. Come on, we got to provide that great content. Come uh, on, now. It's, a, it's a fan favorite of the show. Come on, if it's not, it is for me at least. Huh? <laughs> All right, after the break, Mike, we are going to go into our end of the year awards. The decade is coming to a close. 2020 is right around the corner. We're going to talk. All of our favorites, all maybe some of the worst too, just to make fun of them again one more time. All that great stuff coming up after the break. Stick around. And welcome back to part two of episode, what are we, like 57, 58, 90, Something like that. I don't remember. 90? You'll know when we're at our 100th episode, it's going to be a bonanza for sure. Yeah, we're just going to. Give the same great content. Like exactly, yeah, it's exactly maybe, right. Maybe Mike. by that time, maybe the Lions would be like in Super Bowl race because that would be like next year. That'd be right? great. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'll be next it'll year. It'll be like next Super Bowl ish yeah. time, right? That'd be fantastic. And we'll no. be like 100th episode. We'll have the 100th episode. We got a Super Bowl party, then 101st episode. We'll all be devastated. It'd be great. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into it, though. We're going to do end of the year awards, the IAR awards, quote unquote. It's a black tie event, obviously. Mike wore a flannel, so that's how you yeah. know. That's how you know. We're going to give away to... a belt to everyone <laughs> that wins. So we have not, enough. Not these ones, though. These ones oh. are too nice for them. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. We're not giving away these. Pre-game. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's, start, let's jump right in. Let's start off with your mic. Let's do... Let's do let's do the wrestling stuff first because okay. I think that's one that I think a lot of people you know are you know you've seen online a lot of people are, have been doing these every wrestling website we've seen they all have these end of the year awards that go like a top ten or whatever else like yeah. that but give me your superstar <laughs> of the year quote unquote now it doesn't have to be a superstar necessarily yeah, I guess wrong. so but who's your who's your male wrestler of the year to start off you know going in um well. Will Ospreay's my wrestler of the year. <laughs> Just, <feel> like... <laughs> I mean, I don't have much to say about it. If yeah. you watch him, if you watch any match in the yeah. last year, you right. you know. Yep. And uh, he's phenomenal. Probably the best in the world right now. <laughs> probably. Like I mean, in ring wise, I would close. say. I would maybe not Mike wise or whatever yeah. else you want to equate to best, but right. like in ring work. Yeah. You name a guy, put him against him, and it's gonna be a five star classic. Yeah. So, Okay. It's well Absol- for me. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say my boy Adam Cole for Superstar of the Year. I think Seth Rollins awesome. is also uh, heavy on mine as well, just based off of. I think he had a great match against Brock at SummerSlam. The main match was whatever, right? It was kind of cool because it opened the show. But Adam Cole, I think, is definitely for me. I look at Adam and I go, okay. Win the NXT title, check. Yeah. Right. Uh, the era has been dominant. They've been. They haven't slowed down. He's put up great performances against guys like Daniel Bryan. Now he's had that match against Finn Balor. Even last week, Finn Balor, that was a phenomenal match, right? Yeah. He's been doing a lot of good stuff. His mic work is pretty damn on top of his game right now. In work work is good, even though he's been banged up. They did that whole thing. Really been the catalyst for what NXT is trying to do mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. And I think he is the guy that they kind of built themselves around right now. And I think he has done an absolutely phenomenal job. It doesn't hurt that he's been the champ for a good chunk of the year. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, but he's been he's been really on top of it. That, that whole group has really been yeah. really rolling on all cylinders. But I would say him, the match quality has been there. The promo quality has been there. I think he is definitely the guy. And especially with the move to USA, it doesn't feel like they've been like mutated. Like characters mm-hmm. haven't been like... Stripped of what makes them them, yeah. which has been a really nice touch. I want to ask you this though: 
promotion of the year. I know that's why I didn't, I didn't give you, but yeah, promotion yeah, of you the year. Yeah, I didn't get it right in front of you for that one, but just off the cuff, promotion of the year. Because now, ladies and gentlemen, we have more than one Mac Daddy here in the U.S., yeah. right? You've got AEW now. You can say Ring of Honor. I know that's not going to be your answer. But, it, you know, you've got New Japan. You've got these things if you want to go Mexico and CMLL or yeah. AAA or whatever else you want to run. But <laughs> I watched maybe one show yeah, there, right? so exactly. that was a really good right. show. Uh, I'm going to go New Japan. Um, okay. I think consistently they put on the best. However, I do. I guess you could say, like, do you want to count NXT in WWE or are they, like, yeah, no, 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 I would count them. In WWE. Because yeah, I don't like the main roster stuff they do on yeah. WWE, but NXT's been great. So I guess in all of a whole promotion, I'll right. go New Japan, New Japan with an asterisk on I like everything NXT does. Right, okay. But okay. Th that's like a So brand. if I said show of the year, you're going to say I'd NXT. probably say NXT. Yeah. Over AEW. Yeah, because okay. AEW's... Well, AEW's only been on for, what, two months now? Right, right. Like, NXT's been point. a consistent for right. 12 months. Yeah, for sure. And their shows in the last, like, yeah. eight weeks have been for better, sure. probably, than yeah. AEW's. Yeah, I would probably say it too. I think New Japan's done a great job. If you're not a New Japan fan, you really need to kind of get on the bandwagon here. I can't yeah. sell it enough. Um, if you're not a wrestling fan at all, what are you doing? Let's go. Jump on the bandwagon. Let's yeah. go. Um, but if uh, but no, I think New Japan's done a great job of re of reloading on talent. I've said this several times on the show now. They've done a really, really nice job of just going, all right, Bucks are gone, Kenny's gone, this guy's gone, this guy's gone. No, we're okay. We're just going to do this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy now. Yeah. And you're just like... Damn, like going in next week, right? We're going to be talking about Russell Kingdom, and we're going to be talking about the fallout of that, and we're going to be talking about how, like, we're going to witness at least two phenomenal title matches on night one. Yeah. Not even alone night two. So we're going to have three title matches. Yeah, it's crazy. You're like, expecting when you hit, like, when you hit, like, Junior Jaw, you go, how is this Russell Kingdom card going to shape up? Yeah. And all of a sudden, in three months, you're like, wow. So you got Osprey, wow. Tanahashi, you yeah. got this guy and this guy, yeah. you have the dual championship matches, you're yeah. like, wow, in like yeah. three, four months, you build 15 matches everyone cares about. Right. And there's that single match that bores exactly. you. Exactly. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right, let's go now from the wrestling side for just a second. Let's just talk overall here. Let's talk about uh, best team of any sport last oh, okay. of all of 2019. Give me, uh, your, give me your team of the year. They don't even necessarily need to be the champions, but team for you that for whatever reason just like, you thought, wow, like they dominated their their sport in such a way, you know, I don't know if you want to go Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but awesome. give me a give me a team that you think that is, you know, or maybe that they've just you've just kind of seen them over the past few years and twenty nineteen was finally the year kind of uh, thing. It was like the year for you. Okay, well you go first. I'm, gonna I'm say, not prepped yet. Right. I'm gonna say the Toronto Raptors. And here's why yeah. I say this is because for me, right? No, first off, it's Toronto. Where the hell is that? Where did the hell did that come from? Right? Yeah. They did enough things, knowing they're the one team I've seen in the last so many years now that went win now, and they knew they had a one year window and actually cashed in on it. Right? Mm -hmm. The Rams. That that was a that was a disaster. You look at them now; they paid all this money. All these guys they thought were good, and they're all they're all terrible. Right? At Toronto went out and said, all right, we're going to go sign Quella. We're going to go trade for Marcus Gasol. We're going to go win an NBA championship knowing that he may stay, but there's a good chance he's going to leave. And yet they won the championship. Mm -hmm. You gave everything the fans wanted. They wanted a contender. You got it. They wanted, to win the, they wanted to win the conference. They got it. They won the championship. They got their ring. So now it's like, okay, we're good for the next five to ten years, right? Yeah. Like if you do nothing else, you can go back and say, 2019, we won the NBA title. 
we're good. Like, we did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, I don't remember a last team who went out and said, we're just going to go out and win the championship, knowing that this is our bigger window is. And we got to yeah. throw through this window, or else it's it's going to, you know, be a catastrophe around us. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Just for, like, that one window yeah. of time, right? Like, you can point to New England, right, as a team of the 20 years, really. You know what I mean? Where they've won, you know, what, three Super Bowls? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you can point to them, right, to the defending Super Bowl champions, for goodness sake. But for me, just in this one-year window, you go and say, damn, like, what What else can you ask for, you know? You gave mm-hmm. them a winner. You said, let's put all our eggs in the basket. You fire your coach of the year for another guy you think can get you over the hump, and he actually does it. Like, that stuff doesn't happen in sports. Everybody yeah. thinks it should, where it's like, all right, let's buckle in, but rarely does it ever happen. And so it's kind of cool to see a team in not a major market like Toronto is as far as, like, NBA mm-hmm. goes. It's not like we're talking about the Maple Leafs here or yeah. for, in hockey. So it's just for me, it's like, you know, good on you, Toronto. Good on you. Okay, so I'm going to go in a different sport than you. Okay, yeah, And sure. a sport that you probably wouldn't even expect me to hit around. I'm going to go the Houston Astros. Really? That's All right, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. I think what they've been able to do since... Because they, they won the championship in 2017. Right. And then 2018, they missed it. Yeah. But then coming back in 2019 with their rotation... Mm-hmm. One of the best rotations in baseball yeah. since I can remember. Yeah. You have some of the best hitters mm-hmm. in baseball that I can remember. Yeah. And you have just all this collective group of people that are like, no matter what, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And they're not the biggest market either. No, People don't go, nope. baseball, Houston, Houston. Houston Astros, let's go there. Right. You know, you either go to the Yankees, you go to the Red Sox, you go to, you go Dodgers. to yeah, Dodgers, you got these bigger markets. And then you got the Astros over here who are like, listen, we're just going to be consistently good for the next five years. And I think 2019, even though they didn't win it, you were in it. You yeah. were in a game seven. Right. And, and, and yeah, you maintain a level there, right? Yeah. And it's obviously hard just to kind of in a vacuum pick a team, right? Because yeah. you're going to have to see the overarching of the plan. But to your point, right? Yeah. They're going to be good next year. They yeah. have pieces in place where it's like, no, we'll be okay, right? Yeah. And we haven't really hit the the, the spending spree in, in MLB free agency yet either. So obviously we've yet to see what's going to come from that. Um, but you're right. That's a great team because they, they've done something where, once again, Outside of the one year they had Roger Clemens where they were good, they were they've been nothing but a bottom dweller team for so long, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like, psh, yeah, they shoot up, and you're just like, oh, okay, they're just in the World Series now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a great that's a great pick. Honestly, yeah. I, I do think it's coming sooner than oh right yeah. to an end with this oh yeah for stuff, sure but... for sure yeah absolutely no they they're it's I think they've got maybe two years left yeah. maybe of you know depends on where the rotation is honestly yeah um but that's a great pick though let's go this let's say um moment of the year is there a moment in in professional wrestling in football in basketball baseball is there something for you that you just go wow like was it a game was it a you know whatever it was where you just like you're just out of the back and you're just like holy crap that was awesome or like something that you will always remember sports wise in 2019 that you maybe you're just like my goodness I know I'm throwing a lot of these out here. We just throw some extra while Mike's thinking. We didn't really talk about this beforehand. I want to get like his fresh take. We want to see if you can see. There's little lines going above his head right now. His, his brain's steaming. Right yeah, now. I got this. <laughs> I got that with the cloud there, trying to think about what I'm gonna say here. Oh boy, oh boy, oh right? boy. Right, I know yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard for sure. I, I, I have one. Actually, I do have one okay. now. All right. I will say the match between Dustin and Cody Rhodes at Double really? or Nothing. Okay, I didn't know you. I didn't think you were going to go wrestling, actually. I, I, yeah. I wasn't. I was actually yeah. going to say the Raptors winning the title because right. I feel like I'll remember that. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Ten years from now, you go, what happened in 2019? That's probably the first thing I'll say. Yeah. But I will say that that match, it's like one of their first 
what the first AEW show, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Double or nothing, mm-hmm. and that was like the first of the three main events. Definitely the best match on the card by yeah. far, right. and it was just the emotion. You had like the blood. You had the brother yeah. versus brother. Then after the match, they're like crying, and then they go in a tag team on mm-hmm. the next show, mm-hmm. and you just have all this emotion, everything in one match, and like everyone in the arena's crying. Yeah, like that's like one moment that like you see a picture from. You're like, I remember that. Right. I remember sitting there watching right. this show. Mm-hmm. Right. So sure. I will say. I will say Dustin Cody, right. double or nothing, made 25th. Right. I'll say, I'm going to say Chiefs, Patriots, AFC Championship. That That's game also, yeah. was such a roller coaster for me. That was a moment when, when Brady, on those three consecutive third and longs, hits Edelman all three times yeah. and finds him. It's like everybody in the world knows where they're going. Yeah. And you couldn't stop it anyway. And it was just like, it's third and ten. Okay. Oh my gosh! They just threw a pick to start the start the overtime. Oh no! Never mind. D Ford's offside. So you're just like, oh my gosh! And it's like neither defense is worth anything. They yeah. can't stop yeah. a soul. And you just and then when they finally win and they and they win the game after coming back and you're just like they just you know Kansas City the new hotness right there yeah. this unstoppable buzzsaw of an offense clearly like if Kansas City wins the coin toss they're gonna go down the field and score there oh, is nobody that can argue that but. So the fact that New England did it the way it happened with so many of these like big clutch throws by a 55-year-old man, you know, to a guy who doesn't even play wide didn't even play wide receiver in college, like all the things are just like it's just a it's like a recipe for you just like yeah. by the end of it you're just, you're not even like happy. It's like you're relieved because you're just like I just went through a war like myself. Yeah. Like like that's kind of how I felt yesterday a little bit, honestly, with the Clemson Ohio State game. Like I was on the edge of my seat cuz I'm like and I texted you this when Clemson scored. I went, it was too soon. They yeah. scored too fast. They gave them too much time. They haven't been able to stop them all game long. Mm-hmm. They're going to score. And you're like, I don't know, maybe. And, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Can't but, lose faith. Right. I, it's one of those things where you're just like, I hope they score, and then we just get, like, four touchdowns in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kansas City, New England, AFC title game, for me, which is like, wow. Because the Super Bowl, as great as we talked about it, was good for different reasons. But I was never like, I, I didn't feel like I was I was invested. Yeah. But just because you're just like, what the hell is going to happen? There wasn't a lot of that. It was what's going to happen first yeah. in that in that game, right? Where in the Chiefs game, it was like, what else can they do? What yeah. else can they throw at each other? Rather than all right, well, everyone's throwing jab, jab, jab. Some point, someone's going to come with an upper hook, uppercut. It just finally happened. You know what I mean? And that one, it was like everyone's throwing haymakers. Yeah. Whoever's left standing at the end. Um. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, give me your male athlete of the year, non-wrestling. Like, give me one guy for you that just kind of came onto the scene or he's been there a long time and you just go, I don't know how the hell he keeps doing it. Uh, maybe it's a guy no one thinks about, you know, uh, for yeah, other reasons. Um, Rob, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, right. one, you have um, one geared up and ready to go. Uh, you know, what's funny is it's hard because I have a couple really. Uh, it's It would be easy for me to say a guy like Patrick Mahomes Right, MVP yeah. on the cover of Madden, all that kind of good stuff. Um, for me, I would have to say uh, it's tough because I it, it, like at one point um, I'd like to be able to be able to say a guy like LeBron, but you know that was a dumpster fire of a season last year. Now, oh, if we're doing this show all uh, a year from now and they win a championship, then maybe we can say you know LeBron was the guy. But um, this year, I'm honestly I'm going to say Brady. Listen. As much as as much as people want to give him crap, right? The numbers may not be there anymore. They're still playing today to win another buy, 
right? They've been to in, in the playoffs. They won the division a gazillion times. I get it, the division sucks. But the fact that they've done it as many times in a row as they have is incredible. The fact they won three more championships over the age of 35 is crazy. The fact that they've been there four times and you know and they've done it and everything else like that. And the fact that no matter what, once again I go back to it's just even now, right? No one I don't think is truly believes that New England has a chance, right? But when the playoffs start it's just a different team. Now, they could go and lose in the first round to a Buffalo or to a whoever, and if that happens, I won't be – don't call me shocked. But at the same time, if you see them in the AFC title game against Baltimore, I won't be shocked either. You know what I mean? And I think it's due, it's due to Belichick, obviously, but I think it's also due to the way Brady prepares, the way he's been able to do it for so long. The fact that he's 40-something – what is he, 43 – 42? 42? 43? 42? I don't know like what his birthday is. But. I don't know either. Anyway, the fact he's playing at this high of a level, you know, and he's not a pick machine like Favre yeah. was at the end of his career, is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm, I'm going to give the nod to Brady, but, okay. I mean, that's a, that's a cop out. I'm a big Brady guy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to cop out, I guess. Yeah. That's awkward. Right. I'm going to go Russell Wilson. There you go. For okay. having... Preseason, for preseason, having people go, oh, they're probably seven and nine to nine and seven, won't mm-hmm. do very much, but might make a playoff seed or something. To now being 11 4 playing against the 49ers in week 17 for a chance at winning the division, which nobody thought they were going to win no. the division with this lineup of a team. For sure. Um, I think it's impressive. I mean, you have Chris Carson at running back, who's now hurt, has been hurt like all season long, mm-hmm. it seems like. Mm-hmm. And you have Tyler Lockett at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. With one of the worst O lines out there, and, and they somehow, got Marshawn Lynch now, and now they got Marshawn Marsh- we'll, Lynch we'll on the bag. We'll so that week. that's helpful. So you lose Chris Carson, you get Marshawn Lynch. Still only have Tyler Lockett, Josh Gordon. Right, right. Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's it. Um. So yeah, Russell Wilson literally carrying a team. Yeah. On his back, a post Legion of Boom team too, right? Yeah. Like the defense is not what it was. Right. Everybody kind of thought that he rode their coattails a little bit to yeah. that championship. Right or wrong. And then, but now you're seeing a complete culmination of like, wow, no, he's doing it all by himself. I do think, it, I think how Seattle did it was almost perfect, where you had the defense early in his career. Yeah, so he can go, he go like, he's like, let me learn how to go win. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl. He lost in the Patriots Super Bowl at 49. Mm-hmm. And then the Legion Broom starts breaking down. But now he's like, hey, I know how to do this thing called quarterback. Right. And now I can, like, take over this team and make it mine. Right. And he's really done a good job over the last, like, two years. Maybe yeah, his absolutely. Own. And no, this year really was, has. like, a culmination of, like, right. he's literally thrown 30 touchdowns, five I think picks. He's, he's, I think, I don't know how anybody could say anybody else is the MVP, honestly, in yeah. my opinion right now. Like, there's not another. Maybe, I get it, Lamar's the new hotness or like that, but Lamar's got a great defense. Lamar's got a running game. Now, Lamar, granted, Lamar is part of that running game. I get it. Yeah. But. Lamar has 12 pro bowlers on his team, which is an NFL record. <laughs> Seattle has one, and it's on defense. It's Bobby Wagner. Yeah, right. Like others, yeah, Russell, other Russell Wilson. Wilson right. He has yeah. a defensive Absolutely. pro bowler. Right, yeah. So and I think the way he's doing it, the amount of injuries that have really piled up here, even the past couple of weeks, it's very interesting, but I think that's a great, that is a yeah. great, great My pick. All right, let's do, I want to do this real fast before we get the heck out of here for our last show of 2019, which is very weird to say. Um, give me your... Give me the one thing you're going to remember about this decade, like 2010 to 2019, <laughs> right? Give me the one thing, you know, that's like the one thing that's always going to stand out to you where you're like, because like every every decade, right, there's certain yeah. things that happen, right? Whether it's a dynasty, whether it's something, you know, where you just go like, and it's like, is it the LeBron winning the title or is it, 
is that the fact that the Warriors dominated for that stretch time where you've yeah. never seen a level of dominance yeah. like that. Is it, you know, New England doing it again? Mm-hmm. Is it whatever it is, but something always leaves a mark on you as a fan. And being you just turned 20, right? So this is literally the height of your fandom has been the last 10 years. You know yeah, I mean? no, I started watching sports when I was eight. Right, exactly. So you're really coming into so, your own as far as, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm 25, so I've got a little bit more time. I you know, And I'm a big history guy, so I go really far back. So I have a lot of things that kind of encapsulate my sports fandom, right, yeah. where you're finally getting into that in that kind of mode here. So what what is what is for you, like, the one thing that you're just going to be like, man, remember when this happened? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I have a moment, yeah. but I will say a culmination of just like yeah. the NBA yeah. for the last 10 years, like just having LeBron as my favorite player, eight straight finals started in 2011, right. and his last one that he didn't make was 2019. Right. So for the better part of literally the entire time I've been watching basketball, right. he's been in, in the, the finals. finals. Yeah. Um, so all of those moments, I think the one the one that encapsulates it is the Cleveland game right. where he beats the Warriors 93-89 right. with Kyrie shot and then his free throws, yep. and you finally win it for Cleveland. I think yeah. that was like, I was watching that going, that is like, the 2010s for me yeah, right. is that one right. moment probably. Yeah. So probably sure. LeBron winning that title specifically other mm-hmm. than his other. Right. Like you can point to like in the NBA, right? You can okay. Jordan had the 1990s, right? Yeah. That was his decade, right? The 2000s you can probably say were the Lakers year for the most part, right? I mean, they had yeah. three championships in that time. So you could probably say that time frame, right? You can point to mm-hmm. Kobe's. That was probably Kobe's decade from 2000 yeah, to 2009, right? You know what I mean? Him or Duncan. Right, right, exactly, yeah, right? Those two teams, right? You had the, like those pillars, right? The 2010s up until now has been LeBron's decade, yeah. right? Whether he won the title or not, it's been LeBron. And then everybody else who everybody thought that could beat LeBron. You know what I mean? Whether they beat him or not is not the point. The fact that it was with LeBron against name a guy, yeah. right? Whether it was the Spurs, whether it's against the Thunder, the the Heat, whatever, right? It doesn't doesn't matter. But I think that's a I think that's a great one. Yeah. I don't know if I have one. That's tough because like I, I ask these questions hoping to like stump you, but in turn I'm stumping myself at the same yeah. time. Well, you so. said mine. Huh? You literally oh, right. are you gonna say LeBron? I said well, hell yeah. I'm yeah say oh, I, well, I don't know, right? Because I don't know if you're gonna go like that was a thing or something else took out to you. I will say okay. I will say another one. I think you should probably say this. It's Super Bowl Fifty One. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that New England. I don't think I'll ever forget. Like I will go never. Back. That is true. That I have two. Then I have two. Okay. That's one right there because I will never forget that game. Yeah. I will never. I was gonna because I'm like I don't want to say New England again because I just said Brady, right? But. Uh, that kind of gets lost in the shuffle yeah. a bit. That game, me and you watching that game together, I was like, I've never been more like of all inspired of a performance like that, where everything just kind of like magically well, comes yeah. together after everything could have gone as worst as it possibly could. Yeah. To the complete opposite. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. The other one I'm gonna say is Undertaker losing the streak. Okay. That's, that's the other one for me as a lifetime wrestling fan being. Like, going in feeling so confident, like, no, like, there's no way, they're not dumb enough to do this, right? It's the one thing. They can do anything else, and people will forgive them. This is the one thing you can't touch, and they bleeped it up anyway. And as a fan, for me, I was very emotional, because I was like, that was not okay. Like, for me as a fan, 
you know, being around the time where the streak really became like a thing, like it was like I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a thing now. You know, where like yeah. people finally acknowledge, oh, he's lost at WrestleMania forever. I was gonna say, I think they came around like Chelsea, like WrestleMania twenty two, twenty three. Right. Well, area. even a little bit before that, right? Like I know WrestleMania eighteen, Taker went like this after he beat Flair, and he hold up ten fingers. Oh, like, 10 yeah. Out. Like he, it wasn't like that was the reason why he was facing yeah. Flair was to beat Streak. But you're right, that was when they first started. Oh wait, look at that, he's like twelve and zero. Oh, yeah. maybe we should start making this like an annual thing, right? Yeah. But the fact that it happened so organically, and the fact that it was like, okay, you look at all the list of guys he beat, you're just like. Damn, I mean, there's some stinkers early on, like King Kong Bundy and stuff. But after the, but I mean, even you know, Psycho Sid for the title, right? He beat Kane a couple times. He beat Triple H. He beat Sean. He beat Mark Henry. He beat Orton. He beat all these guys. They're Hall of Fame guys. And you're just like, damn, you know. And if he was gonna lose to anybody, I get why he loses to Lesnar. But as a fan, for me, not knowing if he was coming back the next year mm-hmm. was just like, oh, like really in the feels. Like, got me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And those are one of those times where, like, I'll never forget that. A, because I was so pissed, and it ruined the rest of the show for me. And two, just because it was like, wow, I can't believe they actually did it. Because I've never heard a group of 90,000 people just go silent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was one of those crazy, crazy, crazy moments. But all right, that's going to put a wrap up here for the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast for 2019, for the decade. I know we've only been around for, like, two years, so we get the very tail end of this decade, but... Decade, the next next decade, though, it's the year of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'll tell you that right now. But I hope you guys all have a great new year. Uh, This show obviously will be up like it is every single week, Monday morning on all your favorite streaming sites. Be sure to be on our mailing list, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. For the Merc Zone, for the Missing Whale Man, for the Missing Brain, for everybody else here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. We will see you in 2020.